Mr. Austin. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Snowed in, of course. Oh, snowed in? Yeah, man. We got, they say we were supposed to, it wasn't they said we were going to get about eight inches. And I got almost ten inches on my window box. Oh, my, my goodness. Was on my wife right. Yeah, man. About ten inches of snow out there. Oh, look at you. So you have nowhere to go, so it's good that you're here hanging out with me then. That's, that's a good thing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Man, first, man, first, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm able to have some dialogue with you, man. It's a long time coming, and I'm glad that, uh, you know, I'm here not just asking questions and, and, and letting these listeners, uh, you know, your fan base, in on what's, what, what, what's good with, with, with you and the Manhattans. But, I mean, you know, I'm a long time fan, man. So, you know, it's an honor and, and, and a privilege. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, my, 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 one of my questions to kind of start off is, I mean, I mean, everybody knows the history of the Manhattans, and, 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 I, and I know there's a piece that's going to be on, on TV1 that's, that's going to debut, what, Wednesday, right? Wednesday, right. My, my first question is, it, you know, for you to still have a passion that you do perform and sing and do a lot of stuff for your fan base... I mean, what what what's driving you right now, man? I mean, throughout all the changes and the, and, and and all that good stuff, what what motivates you to still continue to reach out to your fan base? You know what 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 motivates me is when I realize that no matter how much time change, and you know, let let's face it, time changes, and and you have to move on, you have to pass the time, you know, when you, as time changes. But after fifty-one years, we still have a fan base. Right. They love to see us and want to hear new music from us, and 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 love to see us perform. You know, and um, and that, my fans keep me going. My grace and God's grace and my fans and, and you. You know, all all of you guys that play our music and 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 support us and keep pushing us. That's where it comes from. That's where it all comes from. I hear you. And, and uh, thank you. And, and, and all of the all of radio, you know, that that, that, that plays us, that, that stand by us and give us that opportunity to shine. When when you, you say know? when you say us as fans, and when you talk about just the 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 ever ever changing generations of, of music, I mean, there there there's still a lot of younger folks still reaching out to the music of the Manhattans from what you're what you're gathering right throughout the years. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And you know what? It's just that mainstream radio won't play it. Right. If it was played on mainstream radio, radio, we'd have just, almost, I would say, yeah, if not at all, we would have quite a few very young fans. That would be, you know, you know which we do, with the ones that get a chance to hear us. Right. And uh, the parents pass the music down, you know, all of that, it works. That, that's, what it, that's where it comes from. Why do you think that is, and, though? Why, why do you think that is, Gerald? Because I mean, the music is good. the The history is is rich with uh, musics, you know, just stories, you know, a lot of different memories that will withstand the test of time. Why, why, why do you think a lot of uh, current mainstream folks just will blatantly ignore history like that? Well, you know, um, you know, we 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 um, sometimes. Uh, People change with times, right? And 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 when the music comes around, just like the disco, um, when the disco era came in, everybody tried to get the Manhattan to record. Man, do some disco. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine us doing disco? 
Yeah. No, no. Right. I think with the with, with the changing of the times, Gerald, and I and, and I think you might agree with this. When it when when it comes to that, I, I think the bottom line is the the good quality of music and and how it makes a person feel. Because I go off of that, like you know, I know a lot of people's real big on visual, and a lot of people like to see the two steps and you know all the things that you know the Manhattan and other other groups do when they're on stage performing live. But when it comes to like sound, if you're in your car, you want to zone out, or if you're in the house, you want to zone out and listen to music exactly. that'll make you feel a certain way, right? Right. And you know, you're exactly right. Um, the songs that we recorded and that we sing uh, are songs that people are everyday life that people can identify with. Right. They can, they can, they can actually be a part of their lives, and I've seen it to be. You know, you know. Um, uh, you know, we, we, I've heard people say, you know, a friend of mine in Washington, and she, she's a photographer, she takes pictures of us, uh, she gets some pictures for us. She says, you know, every Saturday, right. my mom used to clean the house, and we had lived in Manhattan the whole time we cleaned She said, but, she said, but it got to a point where it was all right. She said, I don't like it at first because I, you know, like old school music. She said, but as I got into it, I began to realize. It was what's happening. It was soothing. You know, I worked and I didn't complain. And it gave me a sense of, of you know, structure to do it. Right. And it made me feel good. It, it, and, um... That's what it was all about. It, and, and, and it's still supposed to be like that. And when you look at the record labels and, um, you know, you know how it was, Gerald, back in the day. And, you know, and even when I was growing up and um, born and raised, love music to, to, to the deaf and as far as how it means, the record labels, it, it was it was a big deal to be on a record label, to be on Motown, to be on, you know, a lot of other records, record labels back in the day. And, and now it's, you know, a lot more self-sufficient. I mean, the record labels really don't have to be around anymore. So when you look at how it was versus how it is now when it comes to just the the business side of it, the record labels itself, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's um, I look at it two ways. I look at it two ways. It's good to have a major labor That's right. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah, until yeah, you got that right. I mean, you know, when when after it's all said and done, uh, the artist is more of the businessman or woman now, and uh, it, it's kind of cutting the middleman out in a sense. But the only thing that that needs to, I guess, in a lot of ways, kind of the game needs to be stepped up a little bit more is the promotions part of the the brand as far as who you are. A lot of cases, the labels used to do that for you. Now you have to exactly. do it. Now you have to do it for yourself. And I mean, do you do you see that as a good thing, or you know, or is you know the the machine was the machine back in the day? I mean, I'm explaining something. The machine was great when that machine was rolling. It was great, and I tell you how the machine worked. Mm-hmm. Machine worked great if you had a equipment right that was rolling. A lot of times the machine, if you were certain caliber artists, if your record didn't take off in a certain number of weeks, the machine didn't roll. <laughs> Very so true. What happened was, I learned from a gentleman back in the 70s. The name was Bob Riley. Bob Riley to this day. Now, disc jockeys all over the country, all over the world, played Christmas Day this time. Uh-huh. If you break it all the way down to where it started, it started with Bob Rowley. And Bob Rowley told us something, taught us a lesson. He said, fellas, he said, record company, go hit yourself, uh, promote your record. Once you start making some noise, they'll put it out there. If it don't make noise by a certain time, you do. But if it makes noise, then they're going to they're gonna pick it up. He said, but the best way to sell your record is that you sell it yourself. There you go. You have to promote yourself. We did, we used to do record hops for, for stations um, and go in and play for different cities and, and, and in those cities where people can afford to see the concerts uh-huh. and they'd be in there on top of each other. We played Monday through Saturday. I've seen us work five days a week on the road touring. Sometimes come home broke. Wow. But we signed it when we had that hit when we kids the same goodbye talk. It's when we all those same fans, those same fans that we went and played to for nothing, put their family together and came to see us perform Kiss and Say Goodbye. Mm. Mm. And they bought it. So, um, and that comes from they came it was a lot of work, don't get me wrong. Oh, no doubt. It was a lot of work, but it paid off. It was humility. Sign autographs, being nice to those people who can afford to pay to see you, and 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 giving them all you got. Sometimes we might have played in the place. Most of the time it was packed, but there was sometimes we played in places and been ten people in there. Uh huh. But we sang as though it was crowded with a thousand. Hey, that's right. That's and the ten people when they told somebody, you know, something you sure missed it. And the next time we went back to that city, you couldn't move. Wow. In the place. But I said I like to say that you have to promote yourself. Yep. Because the record company picks it up after you get it started. And if you don't have it back in the day, at least, and if it wasn't in, in the right, if it didn't get started back then, mm-hmm. like you, and the record didn't take off in six weeks, eight weeks, you know, on its own, or make some noise, you were out of you, SOL. That's right. <laughs> no doubt. Gerald Austin of the Manhattan is on this exclusive Next Legacy interview. And Wednesday, uh, what is it, TV1, is it Unsung? Yep, 
Now, with with Unsung, uh, now I know, you know, a lot of people are going to check it out. So, you know, just go to TV One, check your times, local listings, all that good stuff. With with all that, that's 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 about to um, just not just the memories, but information, news that even your fan base may or may not have known. Uh, what what was the what what was the premise for actually getting with TV One to be able to get this uh, story out? From the we wanted to tell our story, not just to tell our controversy, but we want our fans to know that we're still here, let them know we're still viable and we're still singing, you know, and um, that through ups and downs of the industry, we are still here. This has got to be the saddest day of my life. I called you here today. So will there will there be some uh, some stories that maybe your fans may not have known about the Manhattans? Uh, I won't be able to see you anymore because of my You know, I'm like real itching to tell you, you know, to ask you, well, what is it? But well, I'm just going to have to wait and watch the TV one broadcast like You've you, been right? here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a whole bunch of bad controversy. Right. Um, but there's some, some juicy things in there. Okay, okay. Well, see, hey, you know what? Y'all heard it here first, so, you know, hey, juicy things going down on uh, TV One with the unsung, with the Manhattans that, that's coming in. And let me ask you, let me ask you this question. And you being a part of a group that has not just withstood the test of time, but also generations from, you know, the younger folks still listening to and appreciating the music of the Manhattans. But when you look at other groups um, that's been out throughout the years, and you see a lot of groups that are not performing anymore for whatever reason. And then you have the groups that, you know, there, there's a member or members that, that's no longer on this earth. Um, can you, let me ask you this, the importance of still putting out music and making music while you're still on this earth with the group that you have, is it or is it not important still to just continue to keep this legacy going to this day? Oh yeah, I'm gonna ask you about that too because yeah, there there's a lot of groups that do pretend that they're the groups and they're not the groups. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they might have sung with them one time and they feel like they're entitled to go out and make a group. Exactly. They call themselves that name. Yep. But see, when you when you look back, they haven't sung on none of those records, none of those hits. Yep. Yep. Never recorded with you. <laughs> <laughs> never in the studio. Never did any kind of work outside of maybe just one fill-in role, and that's it. I have sung with you one time. <laughs> but but it is it is important. I mean, you know, and 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 I'm trying and I'm saying this not to say that it's it's a requirement that all groups that matter to the music industry have to come in and do uh, do work because. You know, for whatever reason, um, that a lot of groups will stop recording. I mean, a lot of it could be personal. A lot of it could be medical. But, I mean, if, if you're still doing individual things and you still have group members still around to function and do certain things, it to me, I always feel like it's not an obligation, but it's, it's, just, a, it's just a duty to carry on the legacy and just to let the younger folks know exactly about the history of this particular group. Exactly. 
song does. You know, sometimes it may be controversy, it may not be the best thing you want to hear, right. but they let people know that the artists have left their legacy, and they're still around those that are still singing, I called you and here those today that are not singing, for a bit the legacy of that they, how good they were, what they gave back, what they contributed to society, to music. I won't be able to see you, you know, anymore. That's a good part about, that's a real good thing because about. Because of obligations and the ties that you have we've been meeting here exactly and next legacy exclusive interview with gerald austin of the manhattans is is here and and I just I just feel for the for the life of me when it comes to certain songs I mean you you mentioned earlier uh, you know never you know kiss and say goodbye was one of those uh, trademark songs is there is there any other songs off of your catalog that you feel like you know what this this actually is 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 one of those songs that people will never ever ever in life uh, forget now, it could be a song that you know a lot of people may remember and you know may it may not have gotten national acclaim or anything like that but just if you can if you have any kind of songs that you could throw out there as far as memories that you know what even when i recorded this hands down this is like one of the one of the best songs because i felt it and i know you feel all your songs but one in particular well i would have to say um out of the songs that never really got a lot never really got airplay uh -huh. it was a song we recorded called the day the robin sing to me okay and, and when we sing that song you know a lot of, a lot of people request it I've had that song requested so many times, and we wouldn't do it. We didn't. We didn't have it in the show. Now we put it in the show. We get a lot of response. There you go. There you go. You know, uh, and, and, and and I realized um, the guy, well, Mickey Archie, over at Columbia Records back in the day, and he reminded us. He said, "You know, you're not a single selling group. You're you're an album selling group." And then when I had time passed on, and we played different countries and played all over the United States. I realized that people were naming those songs that weren't necessarily expressed in other countries. Naming songs that's for us to sing that, that weren't necessarily singles, mm -hmm. singles right. or was really played. But they heard the album. They chose their song. Um, uh, we had another song called Here Comes to Hurt Again uh -huh. that people loved. Um, let's see, Here Comes to Hurt Again. There's another one, Lonesome Country Boy. I mean, uh, do you really mean goodbye? Uh, just a lonely talking. Okay. We had quite a few songs like that that people that never really got airplay on radio, but it got a lot of requests to perform. Hey, hey, you know, and some of them songs I I remember, and it's just like you go through your catalog. Like I said, you have catalog with songs on top of songs, and and, and that's the one thing. And 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 for what you said as far as what the other person told you about you know hey you don't make music to make singles you make it to make albums and i think that's important for you know even some of the young listeners out here that's doing music to understand like just because you have one hit song doesn't you know that that doesn't make or break you it's going to give a lot of good people a lot of good memories but if you continue to have certain songs that will withstand the test of time that to me is a legacy instead of just you know the one hit and you're done right <laughs> exactly exactly and that's why we record an album like you said back early when i first started right we used to say well we would record they said well 
to all you people out there that's how you be able to control and have a legacy is when you're able to do things like that and a couple of quick questions um before i let you go and when when it comes to you know know, a lot of people are going to ask like you know are we going to hear some new 2014 uh material from the manhattans and your and your answer to that question is well blue and i've been talking about putting something together um and we still, we still probably going to do. We probably going to have that problem. We probably, we are going to do that. Okay. And of which I just uh, sent my masters in for my. I did. A, I'm doing a mini gospel album release in a few days. Very good. And I'm, I'm going to release the complete gospel CD um, to to the public in. When um, is coming out? I'm using. We're doing the Soul Train cruise. All right. And I wanted to take this. So I did a CD to take on the cruise, and when I come back, we're gonna release the whole CD. Are you are you doing the are you do hey, Gerald? Are you doing the Soul Train cruise this year? Yeah. All right. Twenty seconds. We're doing the Soul Train cruise February twenty third through March second. All right. All right. Soul Train cruise. You can actually uh, Google it, and you know what. I I was I had my sights set on wanting to do a cruise like that. I was just actually on social media uh, looking some of that stuff up too, and I'm like, okay, this this looks like it's going to be fun though. So, is this going to be your first go round, or you've done it before? No, I've done it before. Last year I did it, and I got sick. Oh, this! Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> and I did one night. I was supposed to do two nights, and I got sick. Uh oh. So they say you got to come back. You got to come back. There you go. And I'm glad. There you go. And and finally, uh, what about social media? You guys have been around for a long time and, and you've 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 seen the evolution of it. Like how do you feel about social media, the internet, and and all that it's glory and not so glory? <laughs> what is your well, opinion? I'll tell you like that. To when it comes to promoting yourself, uh-huh. When it comes to promoting and letting the world know what you're doing, it's great. But our personal lives should never be put on social media. Thank you. Nobody's personal. You know, I see people on on uh, on social media. You know, put everything they do. I, I just got took a shower. <laughs> I just went to the store. You know, I just bought a new car. I'm going on vacation. Who cares? <laughs> but, you know, give them something that's of value. Right. And on the other hand, how good it is, it's great for artists. Absolutely. Field, uh, when you bring out new projects, 
when you do a, a great do a show in a place you've never been before, or just sell some of your shows can be a, you can put pieces of the show on there. You can um, advertise your new albums. I mean your new CDs. Yep. You know, like we we got a website. We got and I got a Facebook fan page, a Facebook fan page for the Manhattan's and, and you know it's Gerald Austin in the Manhattan's and you go on there you find the Facebook and the fan page and it's about what I'm doing where I'm going that's right you know um, and that's what I like about that is, is a very positive side too absolutely when it comes to people putting everything they do every day on there you know I yeah. woke up at 12 o'clock this morning <laughs> and I'm going into the shower <laughs> and I'm taking a shower using uh our soap, you know, crazy. Amen to that. Hey, you know what? Always use it for good, never for evil, and 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 make it matter. Like, you know, to me, I always feel like if if you're doing some promotion or if you're doing some things of encouragement, you know, throw that out there. Live live your life, but don't live your life through online media or online. Just just make it count in some way. If somebody can mo, if you can get motivated off of what somebody's doing based on what they're doing then that's cool. But like you said, all the little personal things, sometimes you want to keep the element of surprise to yourself. So, yeah. Right. Exactly right. I, I, don't, I don't want to know when, you know, I, I want to know when the music of Gerald Austin's coming out. I don't want to know when this guy took a shower. Like, that, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's no concern of mine. <laughs> no disrespect, man, but you know how, you know what I mean. Like, I don't want to know when this guy gets in the shower. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on now. Right. <laughs> You want to know the positive things that are going down. Exactly. And that's what it's, you know, keep your fans, your fan base in touch with you. They can reach out and touch you and you can send the blogs out. You can uh, re- respond to some of them individually. You know, I can't do it to all, all my fans, but sometimes I go on my Facebook page and I answer a few questions from people um, or respond to them and give me a compliment on they saw this show or they want to know when our next CD is coming out. Right. Something. Um, but I can't respond to all of them, but yeah. I try the best, my best to do it to some. And then I always put a general message on my fan page, thanking my fans for their support. There you go. Exactly. And you know what? I'm going to continue to support. It seemed like as long as I've been breathing, I've been a Manhattan supporter. So uh, it, it will never, ever change. Like, you know, you'll always get the radio station support here at Next Legacy Radio. And you'll get just me being a fan first because... You know, hey, I'm I'm a fan. I was a fan before I started doing radio, so I I gotta make sure I tip my hat to to just you guys and what you guys have continued to to do and mean to people like myself. So uh, that that'll never change. We're just gonna continue to support it all. You know, solo projects like you said, and and all things Manhattan. So I'm looking forward to Wednesday just so I can get some more history from you guys, and it's it's an honor and a privilege to be able to have some dialogue with you. Well, thank you, Charles, very much. 